0: Hello, welcome to Motherhood Mental Health and Me. I'm your host, Jeanette Binion. And today I want to talk about relationship maintenance. So relationship maintenance with your partner. I'm going to specifically talk about within a heterosexual marriage setting because that is my experience. So I'm talking from this this space and then also relationships with my children. So just to give you a bit of background into why I'm talking about this for me personally my relationship my marriage my children are the most important things to me and the reason is because I've come from a very dysfunctional background and I don't I don't want to recreate that in my home with my husband nor with my children and so I do a lot of internal work and I'm really really super invested in this space so that's a bit of the backdrop and also in addition, you know, I spent most of my adult life single. So I'm really enjoy my relationship with my husband and I'm invested in it. I want to tell you share with you about a book I've read. It's called The Book You Wish Your Parents Had Read and Your Children Will Be Glad That You Did by Philippa Perry. I really enjoyed this. It's a parenting book. I've spoken to some of my friends who didn't didn't feel the same way about it, but I found some gems in this book which completely changed the way I parent a few years ago. So, um, one of them I want to explore this concept of attention bids. It's a desire for your husband or your children to connect, and similarly, you to also connect with your partner as well. So. One part of the book, they talk about a study that was done. So there's this guy called Gottman, who's a psychologist in the 80s. And he looked at a group of 120 couples, I think it were, and 130 couples socializing on, in a holiday home. And he looked and observed them for a day. And he discovered that with these couples together, they made bids for connection. So every time A partner, for example, is reading a book saying, oh, listen to this. And every time their partner would turn and either listen, put down what they're doing, uh, respond with support or interest or offer a positive response, that was called a bid for connection because partners do this to connect. Um, And when your partner responds to your bid, they are meeting an emotional need. Um, He then did a follow-up six years later to find out um, whether these couples were still together. And what he found was that couples who only had a three in 10 response rate to these bids, which means that they spend more time ignoring their partner's desire for connection, that those partners were no longer together. So it really did, I guess this experiment really did show that small day-to-day interactions well, really important ways of sustaining relationships and not only relationships with your partner but also your children so for me as a mother it's really important if your child is wanting your attention is calling you is doing whatever I mean my 15 year 15 month old I actually physically put her head in my face in my space clam all over me to to take her attention, demand attention from me. So it is something to really be aware of. So before I read this, I overlooked things like this, but I'm so now conscious, conscientious of when my child calls me and when she requires my attention that we, not myself, not just me alone, but my husband and I respond to those bids of attention. Um another I- interesting study by the same group of people, I think they looked at um couples, so they asked the couples to talk about one a disagreement that they've had, two how they met, and three a positive memory that they shared, and they wired them up to check their stress levels to see whether they had any flight or fight mode or who was you know all the physiological um responses like sweating um to see how stressed they were. And what they found is that all the high-stressed couples, so the people that were stressed in the interview, had either split up or were still together in dysfunctional relationships six years later. And couples who had no stress during this interview were still together. And so if you were in the presence of your partner and you feel, like, threatened and stressed, even if you're talking about, I do you know, the time you met or not just talking about stressful things, but a positive memory. So if you feel more stressed or threatened in the company of your partner, you're more likely to act hostile and cold and ultimately a relationship will be, be at risk, I think. So, you know, these things made me reflect on my relationship with my husband and my interactions because, you know, as I said in the in the beginning, you know, me wanting to create an environment for my child to thrive requires me investing in my relationship with my husband as well. Um, And we have a very, very open relationship where we talk about how we're feeling, what we're going through. Reflection is a really important part of our relationship. We talk about how what is left with us. So if I say something, I snap at my husband or say something something's left with him and he's left feeling uncomfortable or whatever it is and vice versa if if we're having a conversation he says something in passing and I feel something's left with me that I might not be able to articulate we even we talk about all those things I come that comes back to the table have a conversation with him what was that and I talk it out and it might be coming for me or it's something that he's projected into me because something that he's work going something that's going on with him at that time, and vice versa. So, um, you know, the book also talks about sometimes so children's real desire and craving for our attention. It's how they feel secure, loved, and it helps with their self esteem. So, if you don't give your child time, if you don't respond to these bids today, and they feel a bit neglected. That children will even misbehave in inverted commas or act up in a way to get your attention. They will do whatever it takes basically to get your attention, even if it means acting up. So, and then you'll have to respond to them. So, we have to invest in our children today and tomorrow. And if you don't invest in it today at the beginning, daily, these small bids, respond to these small bids of attention, then if there is a desire later on where, there's they're acting up or they are not behaving there's challenging behavior they will require your attention and actually I think um there was an example in the book where a child was being really 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 naughty and uh, misbehaving child was just you know there's some challenging behavior it was suggested that their, the, the the dad or the mum took them away and gave them sort of a love bombing weekend whereby anything that child wanted to do they were allowed to do. The, they could set the agenda, and people may think, "Oh, well, this is crazy. Why would you take a child who's been really, really, really misbehaving, and take them away and give them all the attention and basically let them do what they want with you?" And but what I understand from the, that story is that that time away creates focused one-on-one attention for the child to do what the child wants to do, to be heard, to be seen, to be listened, to be interacted with. So I guess if your child is, what I'm taking away from that is if your child is acting up or things seem really, really difficult, and this happens with me, with my daughter, there are times, so now we use it in our vernacular every day, we say, oh, there were a lot of bids today. So there are times when my daughter may need her internal emotional well to be Topped up, she may need her emotional tank to be topped up, and we will discuss it. And we will say, Oh, there were lots of bids today, which means okay, so then we respond by either having a mummy day, some time one on one time with mummy, and then one on one time with daddy to kind of fill that up. But that happens as it does with us. I find it with my husband. There are times when I actually need my love language is quality time, so I appreciate him spending time with me more than anything and so there are times when I need it, and also there are times when I feel upset and frustrated because, you know, so I'm snapping about something else, but actually in reality it's because actually I've not had any attention for a while, and I need some, and so we need to then prioritize that in our lives in that moment, so yeah, this happens, and so when my daughter is five at the moment, when she requires more attention. I mean, sometimes she would just be bouncing around my husband's office or wanting to see him. He has to find some time to stop and and spend time. And we talk about it and spend time with her and give her what she needs in the hopes that her love tank, her emotional well, will be topped up and be filled enough, fill up the tank to keep her going. And the amazing thing about this, so other papers I've read or studies or where, it is like your child, in order for them to feel secure, they need to be close to you, okay? I'm talking about maybe young children. I'm not, I don't know the age of this, but even from baby, toddler, they need your attention. They need to be close to you. Um, and the more you push them away, the more clingy they become. But really, the thing is, is that I think from my understanding, a child wants to be close to you, to feel secure, And when they're ready, they are the ones that will step away and walk away and play. So if your child is able to be in your presence, if they're a small baby like toddler and play for ages, it's because they are secure that they can, as long as they may be in the room, they can go off and do their own thing and they can really concentrate and play because they've got secure um, attachment feelings to you but if you, your kid wants your attention and you keep pushing them and you keep pushing them away then they never want to leave and then they're like crying or wanting you even more and more and more and more because actually they they're empty so I see it as almost like a love tank is empty so to encourage healthy transition to encourage healthy independence to encourage healthy spaces because ultimately that's what we want to get our children to the space where they feel comfortable to play by themselves, to read alone, to do what they need to do, it does require us investing some time. So time is a resource which you cannot trade, in my opinion, for other things. And that's why, even with me, I've talked about screen time. There's a study that I that I read, Toddlers, Tantrums and Technology, and it showed that two to three year olds, they looked at two to three year olds and they said that if you use an, a screen, in the middle of a tantrum, it really inhibits their ability their ability to self-calm and self-regulate. So it's better to find another way, interact with them, ask some questions, play with them, distract them, dance around, do something else, take them out of the environment, then just give them a screen. And all this work that I think we do as parents, that I've just said those few things, are investments that we're making into our children to equip them with the internal skills to be able to self-regulate, self-calm, and be okay without mommy or without daddy. So it's all a stepping block, stepping stone journey of building internal self-esteem. So, yes. So these are these are one this is one thing: attention bids. I I would ask you to become self-aware of any bids are happening in your home and actually one thing to think about is when when you hear it when you hear a name being called and when you see the bid first of all can you identify the bid and then also what do you do do you do you go towards it do you move towards the bid or do you move away do you shut it down these are things to be really really conscious of and it will have an impact on your child either way if you ignore it if you shut it down or if you respond to it Anyway, I hope you find this content interesting. hope you're enjoying it. I'm just editing an episode speaking to this uh, Black anthropologist about the Black maternal health crisis, which should be out in the next few days. So listen out for that. And also I'm on TikTok, so please follow me there. Thanks.